Hello everyone. So we've come to the end of our novel now. We're on our very last chapter, um, chapter 11. Um, just a couple of little bits of new vocabulary. Lapwings. Now lapwings are small birds. They're usually black and they've a white chest. But what makes them stand out is they've got kind of spiky feathers at the back of their head. They kind of stick out at the back of their head. And um, scarlet runners. So they're scarlet runner beans. So they they look kind of like green beans. Um, but if they're allowed to flower, they have a lovely scarlet red flower on them. Synthetic. So if something is synthetic, it means it, it, it has to be made. So if we're talking about fabrics, cotton is natural, but plastic is synthetic. It doesn't grow naturally, it has to be made. Um, additive free means that there's nothing added. There's no extra chemicals or colours or anything like that added to food. And low cholesterol. So cholesterol is it's a type of fat and it's not very good for your heart. And um, so if something is low cholesterol, it's, it's low in that, that type of fat. Okay, so let's do it. Chapter 11, Harriet's Hair by Dick Pinsley. Harriet dressed and went to let out her hens and to feed the calves. As usual, she looked in through the door of the milking parlour and called, Morning, Daddy. Hairs, said her father. You're meant to say hairs. I already have. Oh, that's all right. No, it's not all right, said Harriet to herself. It's supposed to bring good luck. But how could it when Quiz was going? Would she even set eyes on him again before he went? All morning she wandered about the farm, hoping to see her hair, but there was no sign of him. And when in the afternoon she rode over the downs, calling his name, there was no answer except the bleating of sheep, the sad cries of lapwings, and the sigh of the wind. But when in the evening, Harriet went into the kitchen garden to pick the last of the scarlet runners. She found that someone else had got there first. Hope you don't mind, said the hare, standing on his hind legs and pulling down a bean pod. But I couldn't resist a last snack. Don't you have vegetables on pars? Harriet asked. Heavens no. We live on synthetic, additive-free, low-cholesterol pills, said Wiz. I shall miss being a hare. I shall miss you, said Harriet, dreadfully. Wiz bit through the bean pod with his two large front teeth and began to chew, moving his lower jaw from side to side. Very suitable for hares, these beans, he said. Why? They're both runners. Harriet stood watching without saying anything. It's supposed to be a joke, said Wiz. I'm sorry, said Harriet. I don't feel like laughing. <clears throat> said the hare. He swallowed his mouthful and looked directly up at her. Listen to me, Harriet, he said. You mustn't feel sad. Look at it from my point of view. I'm an alien on a strange planet, and though I've had a lovely time, I'm looking forward to going home to Paz, to my friends. Of course I shall miss you, but I'm happy to be going, and you must be happy for me. 
by this time tomorrow, you will be a very happy girl indeed, let me tell you. You told me that you believed every word I said. Believe me now. All right, said Harriet. She bent and stroked his tawny back. Stroke my children when, they, when you come upon them, said the hare, and think of me. I will wait, said Harriet, but I don't want to say goodbye. Then don't, said the hare, and with one easy bound, he leaped over the garden wall and was gone. At the end of that first day of September, Harriet stood at her bedroom window, looking down into the valley below and hoping perhaps for one glimpse of her hair, but there was no sign of him. Already the full moon was sailing in the darkening sky and Harriet stared up at it, thinking, as she would always now think, that that business of the man in the moon was rubbish. What was on that great round disc was, without a doubt, the outline of a hair. Her father came in to say goodnight. You haven't sold out the eggs, have you, Hat? He asked. No, why? Might need an extra one for breakfast tomorrow. Greedy old dad, Harriet thought. He never usually has two. The night was a still one, and for some long time Harriet lay awake straining her ears for any unusual sound. When she did at last fall asleep, she slept lightly, so that a distant noise woke her. It was a rushing, tearing, swishing noise, just like the sound a rocket makes on Guy Fawkes' night. But this time, it did not come from the valley below, but from the opposite direction, far away, right up at the top of Longhanger Farm up on the downs. Harriet looked at her watch. It was midnight, the witching hour. Be happy for me, he had said, she thought. So I must be. And she lay down again and shut her eyes. When she opened them again, it was to find that she had slept late. She went to the window and saw that her father had finished the morning milking, that the herd was already out at pasture and that a car was coming up the trackway. Jessica's car, thought Harriet. She must be out of eggs. And Harriet dressed quickly and ran downstairs. Her father was already in the kitchen. Lay an extra place, will you, Hattie? He called. Jessica's coming to breakfast. And with that, there was a knock on the front door. How do you like your boiled eggs, Jessica? Harriet's father shouted from the kitchen. Sort of middling, please, John. Softish, you know, firmish white, if you know what I mean. I do. That's how we like ours, said Harriet. What's Jessica doing here for breakfast, she thought. I mean, I'm glad she's here. I like her. Come to think of it, I like her very much indeed. But why breakfast? Not until they had finished eating did Jessica say, You're wondering why I'm here so early in the day, aren't you, Harriet? It's because I've got some news to tell you, and I couldn't wait any longer. 
Oh no, cried Harriet. You're moving. Dad said you might be moving house. Yes, I am. Not for some while yet. And then I shall sell the old turnpike cottage. Where are you going to live then? asked Harriet. At Longhanger Farm, said her father. Harriet looked blank. Her mind was still full of thoughts of Wiz speeding away on his long journey to Paris, and she could not grasp what was being said. Last Sunday, said Jessica, after lunch, when your father asked you to go and have a look at Buttercup, it was because he wanted to ask me something. Over the washing up, said John Butler, dead romantic. He asked me to marry him, Harriet said Jessica Lambert. And I said, yes, but only if Harriet approves. Suddenly, everything was blindingly clear to Harriet. It was all Wiz's doing. This was the good turn he'd promised. This was the really big surprise. He had arranged the whole thing from the moment when he'd sat in the lane and caused Jessica to go in the ditch so Dad could rescue her. Tomorrow, you will be very happy girl indeed, he had said yesterday. In fact, Harriet was so delighted that at first she could not speak. She jumped up from the table and dashed round to Jessica and gave her an enormous hug. And then she gave her father another one. At last, she said, it's like a fairy tale. Jessica laughed. There's often a wicked stepmother in a fairy tale, she said, but I'll try very hard to be a good one. And I'll start by letting you off the washing up, Harriet. Or can I call you Hattie too now? Whatever you like, said Harriet happily. And she sat on by herself at the breakfast table after they had cleared it and listened to the sounds of talk and laughter coming from the kitchen, and thought how brilliant it was going to be for both of them. For Jessica, after that awful first husband who called her Jess like a sheepdog and knocked her about, and for Dad, after almost six long, lonely years. She stared up at the portrait hanging on the wall. To Jessica, to her father, to Mrs. Whisker or anyone else, it was just a very good likeness of a hair. But to her, and her alone, it was a portrait of a wizard, of a beast of magic who, for a thousand full moons to come, would remain as he had always been, Harriet's hair. The End I really hope you enjoyed the, the novel, girls. I think it's a lovely story. And just to remind uh, anyone who, who maybe hasn't done any writing yet, um, maybe you might consider writing a book review of the novel. Um, you could maybe give a recommendation if you enjoyed it, or if you didn't enjoy it, maybe you can tell us why. A book review, it's, it's very, very similar to a chapter summary. A book review would be about two pages long, so about two pages in your copy, and it's giving a summary of the whole book, really. And you might also consider 
having a look over your literacy response rules. Maybe there's one of those that you haven't used yet and you could use that now in relation to, to Harriet's hair. Or maybe you prefer to do a cartoon strip for the novel. So you could maybe divide an A4 page up. You might put four pictures maybe on each page, on each A4 page and do a nice cartoon strip of your novel. I'm really looking forward to seeing all the work that you've been doing, girls. So don't forget to ask your parents to take a picture and to pop it up on our school Twitter account, at Now. I hope everybody's keeping really well at home. I can't tell you how much I miss you all, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you all again very soon. Take care, everybody. Slán